Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Tom's Modern Life. Today we're going to talk about success. I asked on my Insta stories recently what sort of topics you guys wanted to hear about and success was one that came up a lot and I think it's a really good place to start to really kick off these these podcasts. So success by definition is an achieved aim, an attainment of wealth or popularity or status. So if we were to say to somebody, what does success mean to you? They're probably going to say either a money amount or a certain position with work or celebrity. That's generally how people define success. And that's what I want to dive into today. Like, Why do we look to these levels to feel like that's successful? So to have success, you first have to have ambition. Ambition is a strong desire to achieve something or the desire to achieve success. So ambition is the precursor to success. But the reason that we want to be successful and the reason we are ambitious is because we think that that's what's going to make us happy. And that's really what I want to look at today is almost like success versus happiness. Or how do we have both? Do we need one to have the other or... Which order do they come in? And that's, I think, the important part today. First of all, before we get into that, I want to let you know that the Facebook group is now live. It's called the Stronger Life Collective, and it's a place for anyone who's looking to find themselves, find their purpose, maybe make some more money, maybe change careers, maybe just find that passion in life again. Maybe you want a new hobby and you're looking for ideas. I've created a place for all of you to interact. My job is to bring the right people together and to give us a place where we can just talk about the things that are either holding us back or the things that we have achieved and to share that with each other so that we can all benefit. So give what you can, take what you need. So search the Stronger Life Collective on Facebook, request to join and I'll add you in and then go from there. So what does success look like to me? Now, this is a really personal thing, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The way I've looked at success previously was probably more so from a recognition standpoint uh, and financial. So to me, success would only have been success if other people could recognize that I was successful. And thinking about that and saying it out loud makes me feel embarrassed, makes me feel like I'm, you know, my ego is massively taking over there and I'm trying to impress others. And that's something that I figured out a while ago is that I need to be impressing myself before trying to impress other people. And that's, you know, that's the age we live in. And that's generally what I think what most people probably do, especially with social media you're trying to impress other people rather than just being proud of what you have. So success to me previously would have been, you know, a certain salary. So let's say, I don't know, £50,000 a year and uh, in salary. A big house, working for a company that people have heard of before. And that was, that's been a big one for me, I think, in the last few years when I was looking for a job. I thought, well, if I'm going to leave personal training and go and work for somebody else. It needs to be a cool company. It needs to be one of the big ones. I don't want to say, because people will ask you what you're doing now, and I don't want to say, 
oh, I work for a, you know, a 10 person business you've never heard of doing something that I deem not to be cool. I was like, oh, I want to work for Nike. I want to work for Gymshark. I want to work for Reebok or Apple or Amazon or some big company that people had heard of. And that was purely my ego wanting to impress other people and that I wouldn't have felt successful even if I'd been earning a good wage and I loved what I do, I think that part of me previously would have been embarrassed that I worked for, you know, a, a company people didn't know or I didn't think was cool. And that's been a big realization for me in that it's more about that I enjoy the work. And then from there, you know, that's how you you work harder, you make more money and everything else comes from that. But if you're going at it from the perspective I was of, I want to impress other people, then you're probably always going to fail. So would that success have made me happy? Probably not. And if we look at happiness, happiness is a feeling of contentment. So if we're associating happiness with success and we think that we're going to get happy by being successful, you're probably going to fail because you don't have to look very far to see a very successful person who's very unhappy. And the reason that they're very unhappy is because they're continually chasing something that they don't know what it is. They're chasing something that's going to elude them forever because they're not coming at it being happy. They're trying to find happiness and effectively they're trying to buy happiness with status or money. So... Being successful doesn't mean being happy. So we need to look at that the other way around. Is You have to be happy with what you have and where you are. And know that you have these goals and ambitions. But if you don't achieve them, that's not going to make you unhappy. You might be a bit disappointed and then, you know, that'll spur you on to keep going and achieve things. But if you're always looking to move up the ladder and find happiness, you're always going to be looking at the next rung on the ladder. So the happiness is always going to be one step higher than where you are. Now, it's important to note that achievement is one of the five pillars of positive psychology. And that's something we'll discuss more in future podcasts. But positive psychology has five pillars and one of them is is achievement. So for you to feel positive and happy, you do have to have engagement and achievement in your work and whatever you're doing in your life. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's maybe it's in relationships or family. You feel like you achieve something that makes you feel positive and happy and, and it spurs you to do more of that. So you do have to have goals and achievements to, to be engaged with what you're doing and make you feel happy, but you also have to recognize that not reaching them is okay and it doesn't make you massively unhappy. So, for example, I recently went for a job that would have been what I would consider a, a dream job. And the process lasted about four months and I was really positive and all went really, really well. And then a few days ago, I got the call saying that I didn't actually get it and it went to somebody else. So initially, that stung. It hurt quite a lot. I didn't realize that somebody else was up for the role, so... When I found that out, somebody else had got it. It was a disappointment. But in the days afterwards, I'm not unhappy about it. What it's done is it's made me more driven to go out and get 
an equally as good job. And as I discussed in the last podcast, this role wasn't actually in London. It was outside of London. So it would have meant it was going to be a slightly complicated living situation with me and my family. So you kind of look at some of the positives there and you think, well, actually, now I've got the opportunity to find something as good but closer to home that won't have these issues. I'm obviously disappointed not to get the role. It was a great company, great role. The team were fantastic. And I'm not saying I wouldn't want to work there in the future, but... I'm not unhappy that I didn't get the job because I am happy before going for the job. So how do we create success? Well, you need to work backwards from success, I think. Success only comes from action. So you have to take action. You have to do the work to become successful. You know, you can't read the four-hour work week and say, I'm only going to work four hours a week and be successful. It doesn't work that way. You have to you have to tip the scales the other way and work really, really hard for a while to then be able to get the life balance and then step back from your work and say, I have put in this work, now I get to reap the rewards and, and relax a little bit. You always have to tip the scales. You can't just have balance and expect things to get better. So you have to take action to get success. And action only comes from the feelings we have about where we're going to get to. So feeling like when I achieve this, I will be proud. You know that you're going to feel proud to take that action to achieve that success. So your feelings create the actions you take or your feelings drive the actions you take to get the success. And what sparks are feelings? Thoughts. So thoughts create feelings which drive actions which leads to success. So everything stems from your thought process and your thought patterns and the things that you think in your head and more importantly the things that you say to yourself in your head or out loud or write down on the page the way you think about yourself and where you're going are most likely the things that are going to happen to you so your thoughts determine your successes so that's where things like visualization and goal setting comes into play Uh, positive self-talk. These are all massive, really, really strong tools that you can use to create success. So if I wake up in the morning and I write down three things that I like about myself or three things that I'm really good at, maybe a statement about the type of life I live or the type of person I am or the thing that I'm going to achieve this year. If I write that down, say it out loud, my brain starts to think in that way. And then I'm much more likely to achieve that. So you have to become the sort of person who doesn't talk negatively about themselves. And I listened to a really interesting podcast recently, and it was a sports psychologist on, and he said that rather than trying to always be positive, just avoid being negative. He said that more athletes lose championship games because they say negative things than win because they say positive things. So you can talk yourself out of a massive lead in a championship game just by saying something negative out loud. So first of all, stop saying negative things about yourself out loud. If something goes wrong, even if you think it, just don't say it because what you're doing is you're creating thought patterns that will lead to these things happening. If you think, if you said out loud, let's let's do this. If you say out loud, I'm going for this job, but I'm probably not going to get it. You're probably right. 
because immediately you've put yourself in that negative mindset. Avoid being negative. Don't always have to be positive. I think that can get quite tiring as well, not just for you, but for the people around you if you're overly positive. But just being neutral is fine. Being positive is good. Being negative does nothing good for you. I want to also quickly touch on failure because a lot of us will sit and think about all the failures we've had in life and every time we messed up and every time we sit and go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that or said that or the last interview, I messed up because I did this. Because you have failed does not make you a failure. So don't define your entire existence by a few actions. You've probably done a lot more good and worked harder than you have failed. Make sure you remember your successes and think about those more so than you do your failures. Don't identify with that. You're not a failure because you failed. You've probably won more than you failed, but we only look at the negative. We're, we're drawn towards the negative. So you've got to switch your, your view up on that, reframe everything. If you think about something negative, immediately go, actually, I did something positive after that. So think about how you turn that around. Now, what's stopping you becoming successful? I think a large roadblock in becoming successful is not identifying with the people who are already in the position you want to move up to. So we imagine the people who are in the places we want to be to be totally different from us and that they don't ever sit and have excruciating thoughts of the stupid things they did in university or the time that they got really drunk on a Tuesday night and didn't turn up for work on the Wednesday. They've probably done the exact same things and they still sit and grimace at their desk, you know, a few times a day remembering them. But we get imposter syndrome thinking that we're not good enough and that they're better than us, which isn't true at all. We think that we are completely unique in our missteps and pains and failures but everybody has the exact same thoughts and feelings as you do but these people have either managed to separate themselves from them or have just done it anyway maybe they've realized that because they have these things they are the same as the people above them so they don't have the imposter syndrome that you do you're smart enough and good enough you're not different from them so if it's imposter syndrome that's holding you back, then you've got to drop that immediately. All you have to do is spend time one-on-one -on -one with these people outside of work, and you'll probably realize they're the exact same person. It changes your view completely. Think about somebody you went to school with or university with or you grew up with that's now doing very well. You know them different to the people at their work, and especially, like, let's say an intern or an office junior that looks up to them and goes, oh, they're so professional, they're much better than me at this job. And they maybe are a bit better because they're more experienced. But the young person in the office is looking up to this person thinking that they don't do anything stupid and haven't because they're so professional. Whereas you know that to be completely untrue because you've seen all this stupid stuff they've done. You know their failures and missteps and you don't judge them for it because they're your friends. So why are you judging yourself for the same things when you know you are just as good? But alongside that, there is also the uh, Dunning-Kruger effect, which is, put simply, that the more you know, the less you realize you actually know. So 
when you are a beginner at something, you think you're an expert. And then as you start to learn more about the subject you thought you were an expert on, you then quickly realize that there's so much more to it and you've got a long way to go. So the people who are young and new to a game tend to come in and think that they're the big shot and they, they, they know everything. And the people who actually know a lot more feel that they don't know anything because they realize there is so much more. So it's the Dunning-Kruger effect where the more you know, the more you realize that you don't actually know anything. That doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do and you're not an expert, but that's just the way it is. You, you realize that you've got a lot to learn. And when you realize that, just keep learning. You're already doing the right thing by realizing and being aware that you have more to learn. So just keep learning. You know more than you used to and you will know more than you do now. So just keep learning and that should help you to realize that you are as good as anyone else. About 18 months ago, I was speaking to a psychologist online. So I was doing like the virtual therapy stuff and they gave me a really good exercise because I was saying that I didn't feel like I was successful and that other people were more successful uh, and I was doing that whole comparison thing, which is no good for anybody. But I was doing it and she said, well, you're probably more successful than you think. And she gave me this exercise. She said, sit down, close your eyes, zoom out of your body right up high and then create a visual timeline of your life from when you were born to right now. And she said, going through that timeline, start to note and think about all the major successes you had at that time, things that you thought were successful at that time that made you feel proud or made you feel good, things that you worked hard for, that you achieved. So, you know, when I was 18, getting picked for the first 15 rugby, and then when I got selected for the national squads, these felt really good at the time. I look back on them now and I'm like, well, that was, what, 15 years ago, long time ago, not successful anymore. But doesn't take away that I was successful at that time and felt great about it. And then, you know, graduating university, getting your first job. The first time I was asked to write for one of the fitness magazines. And then, you know, then ended up writing for a lot of fitness magazines. And at that time, I felt very successful with my writing career. And I was, you know, deemed to be an expert on the topics I was talking about, which I felt really good for. But then you forget about all these successes because we focus on the things that we're not so successful at. So make a list of all the things you are successful in, do it in your head, and then think about how you felt at the time. Then once you've done that, sit and write them down. And then try and keep that feeling going and think that you've had all these successes. Other people probably look at you and see your successes, whereas you look at yourself and think of your failures. So other people will have a very different view of you than you do because you know all your behind the scenes stuff. I'm sure everyone's had somebody come up to them at a point where you're not feeling so great about life and they've said, how are you? Looks like things are going really, really great. And you think in your head, that couldn't be further from the truth. And that might not be true. That might just be how you're feeling at the time. But remember all your successes like you think about other people's successes because you'll remember all the great things they've done as they do for you. So you need to remember them for yourself. I think the big takeaway from this is that it's important to have goals and 
aims in life and ambition. These are important because they help you stay positive and driven to evolve and to be better and to enjoy life. These are keys to it, but you need to approach all of them already being happy with what you have and what you've done. Because if you're chasing happiness through these goals and successes, then you're very likely not to achieve that. You're probably going to be unhappy when you get there, and you're going to be really unhappy if you don't get there. So approach them from a positive position. Remember what you're great at. Remember all the good things you have. And as they say, you have to enjoy the process. So get really happy and comfortable with where you are, knowing that everything else is going to be just a little bit better. Write down what success means to you and then work out whether or not you're happy with that version of success. And if you, if you think that you would become happier by achieving that, I think you'd be a lot happier achieving a much closer goal and you'd be even happier if you were happy now and then you achieved these goals and then we just take it step by step from there. So try and bring your view of success a little bit closer to where you are now and get comfortable with your current situation. Thanks for listening as always guys. Check out the Facebook group Stronger Life Collective. I'd love to see you in there. We've got some great people sharing expert knowledge and it's only going to get better. So check it out and have a great week.